Hi friends, welcome back. I'm so glad you're here for today's episode. I'm diving back into the topic of crafting visions versus setting goals. And if you missed the first part of this topic, scroll back to episode 11 and start there. In that episode, I talked about the difference between a vision and a goal with visions being a little bit trickier to navigate because they're created out of our imagination and they don't always feel like they're attainable or that the outcome is in our control whereas goals are born out of logic and they have very clear steps to get you from point a to point b I know for me, when I feel stuck or restless, I tend to have this habit of looking externally for inspiration. And when I find something that's inspiring, I think to myself, oh, I just need to set a goal. I just need to set a goal that I'm going to walk this many steps every day. I'm just going to set a goal that I'm going to make only organic dinner from here on out. I mean, it's kind of the way that we've all been taught, right? If something isn't working in your life, look externally for what you need to do to fix or change it, and then create a plan or reverse engineer your way to the results. And goals are great. I, I don't have anything against goals. They absolutely have their place in our lives. But with the fact that they're specific and measurable and sometimes somewhat predictable, sometimes what you really need is not a goal, but a vision. A vision will make you feel something. It makes you feel excited, scared, timid, like what you've just envisioned might be impossible. But with those feelings come a different level of hope and excitement because they might come true. They feel like they could almost come true, but we don't actually have any idea how to make our visions materialize. There's no straight line between point A and point B. And that is what we're diving into today. When you set a goal, it's up to you to make it happen. But when you craft a vision, when you envision something that maybe hasn't ever happened in your life before, you're also simultaneously aware of the fact that you can't possibly make it happen on your own. If you could, it would have already happened. Back in episode 11, I talked about a vision that came to me one day when I was crying on my bed. And when I visualized that house with the front porch and the floor to ceiling windows across the back, it instantly felt like home in my soul. I couldn't explain it. The only problem was it wasn't the house that we were currently residing in, and I was almost positive it wasn't even in the same state that we were living in. But all I had 
to hang on to was the vision. All I knew was I want a house, a home, a place that feels like that. And so the visual of that house and the way I felt stepping through the front door, that was my target. But backing up for a second, a, a long time ago, I decided I wanted to stop living in such a way that made me feel like I was simply existing, going through the motions. I wanted my life to make me feel something. I wanted to wake up in the morning and think to myself, I can't believe I get to live this life. And if I was being really honest with myself at the time, I had never felt that way about my life. I felt like I did the right things in the right order for the most part that I was supposed to do to be an adult. I grew up, I got a job, I was responsible, I paid my rent, I had a boyfriend, I went to church, I paid my bills on time, I had a group of friends, I was social, but I wasn't feeling anything. I was just existing on autopilot. And I longed to feel more than anything. It was around that time that I sought out the help of my first counselor, Glenn. And in talking to him, I discovered that the life I wanted was not only available to me, but it was totally possible if I was willing to do two things. Number one, ignite my imagination. And number two, I had to be willing to leave the details up to God. In those early days, I really solidified this concept that if I could dream it, God could do it. But it had to be a partnership. One where I had to get really vulnerable. I had to get really honest and tell God all about my hopes and dreams, no matter how far-fetched they seemed. And then I had to step back and let God build out the road ahead of me, one stepping stone at a time. The hardest part of letting go and letting God was knowing that he wasn't going to show me the big picture or the exact end result until it was time. Not my time, his time. And because it's life and life isn't perfect, I still ran into problems and there were still, still circumstances out of my control. But along the way, I learned that I could always stop and check in and ask God if we were still on the right path, knowing that if we weren't, he would redirect me. I promised you back in episode 11 that I would finish the story about the house. So here's what happened. I mentioned that at the time I got really brave and sat my then husband down after work one day and I told him all about the visual that I'd had of the house. And when I told him that I thought we were supposed to move as a result of me having this vision, he thought I was nuts. I mean, rightfully so. Who moves their family to a new state only to like, pick up and move again six months later, right? But I was so sure that that vision of the house that I had seen that day 
was a clear directional sign and I just couldn't ignore it. And so we'd had long conversations over several days. We talked about the you know, pros and cons and staying versus leaving. And we talked about where in the world we thought we would go if we were going to move. And even though we knew for sure we didn't want to move back to where we came from, we kind of had to strategically go through this list of options to figure out what good looked like. Where did we want to go? If where we were wasn't satisfactory, what did we want to feel or see or do differently going forward? So we decided that we were just going to start fresh. We literally took out a map and a sheet of paper and we crossed off all the states we'd never consider moving. And then we listed out the top three states that we would consider. And eventually after a lot of conversation, we condensed that list down to like the mutual top three. And then we committed to just doing research. We didn't make a plan. We didn't have our roadmap from step one to step 25. We just decided we would explore what it might look like to live in one of these three other states. Here's the really cool part about visions. When you actually sink in and let the visions that come to you or the visions that you imagine take root, they kind of start to have a life of their own. And things can happen really quickly if you agree to at least explore the idea that the vision might be exactly what you need or want in your life. So for us, for instance, that initial conversation where I came to him and said, hey, I know we've only lived here six months, but I think we need to explore moving someplace else. That conversation took place, I believe, in November of that year. And out of the blue, two months later, we were back home staying with family for the holidays and got this phone call from a realtor who wanted to know if we'd ever consider selling our house. We lived in a highly sought after area and uh, the person who was the buyer couldn't find exactly what they were looking for. And the realtor just called us on the off chance that we might wanna sell, having no idea that we were exploring moving to another state. Our house was nowhere near being on the market. It, I hadn't even fully unpacked yet, but, we allowed that realtor to come in and show the house that wound up not being the buyer, but what it did was it opened the door for us to actually see that somebody might want to buy it. And so we put the house on the market within six months, we had basically sold our house. My husband had gotten a job and we had researched all the States and we had chosen Tennessee. And from November to May, everything fell into place one little puzzle piece at a time and we moved and it's always amazing to me how when we are willing to dream a dream that might be bigger than we could accomplish on our own i.e through goal setting magic happens god brings about circumstances and quote unquote, coincidences that we never could have made happen. It's all him. 
And I think that's the part of God that's actually inviting us into an adventure. He wants us to live really big, full lives, full of life and joy and unexpected gifts. And when we do that for ourselves, we actually then live out something that gives other people permission to do the same for themselves. When you sit still and you talk to God about those tiny inklings on your heart about what might be possible and they grow into something that you have suddenly no control over, that God is just inviting you into a better story. You see that there's so much more to life than living into your busy schedule or setting goals that make sense to everyone around you. So if you've ever felt like something was missing or just off, or if you've lost yourself in whatever season of life you find yourself in, I want you to know that you're only one vision away from reigniting the spark that makes you feel more alive. And the really cool part is, even if you're not sure what that new vision is or might be, ask. I can't tell you how many times I felt restless knowing something needs to change. And I've simply sat in the stillness and asked God to give me something to get excited about. And every single time he has shown up. So that's your homework. If you're over there developing your own stillness practice, please take this question into your next quiet time. And make sure you have your journal so you can record whatever bubbles up to the surface. One last thing, just to circle back and finish up the story about the house. We did eventually build that house on a cul-de-sac with the front porch and the windows across the back. But what I know now that I couldn't possibly have known then is that the house was never the point. The vision that invoked the feeling is what mattered. The feeling from the vision is what made me come alive and step out of my comfort zone so that we could do life differently. The vision isn't there to serve as the end-all be-all. That's why it's not a goal. The vision is just there to get you moving. And it's far enough out of our reach that you just have to trust that God has a reason for the vision, and he also has a way there. If we're learning to lean into our hearts and listen to the adventure that God is inviting us into, the visions we have will merely serve as milestones within the bigger picture. Because it's the living we're doing in the process, that's the point living fully alive on purpose and with great intention and watching the amazing things that God has the ability to bring to life in our midst. As always, you can email me at bobby at bobbygregory.com. That's Bobby with an I. I want to hear how this exercise goes for you. Whether you have a vision already on your heart that you just need to 
let breathe and come to life or whether you have no idea what it is that you want and you need some help in the creativity and imagination department, which is God's specialty. I can't wait to hear what comes up for you. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Bye for now.